Hey there, I just wanted to reach out and I wanted to say how much I absolutely love what your page stands for, especially surrounding challenging biases in the Asian American community. And I was really drawn to your recent post around the Thai LGBTQ plus community. Um, and as someone like me, like I, I like to serve communities that are usually Sorry, I have children running all the all, all over the place. I'm a boy and a girl. But I just wanted to say happy to amplify your page and support your podcast in any meaningful way possible. But just because, like, I think uh, the emotional labor that's been involved in the last couple of years with Stop Asian Hate has really taken its toll on a lot of people. So, you know, keep going. And I'm happy to support you. That was a voice message sent by our listener, Leslie. The moment that I I received this voice message, it really made my day because it's great to hear the voices of those who listen to Proudly Asian. So for those of you, if you are not much of a text message person and if you feel like sending us any voice messages, please feel free to do so. You can send any audio messages through IGDM or if you actually go to Proudly Asian's podcast page on on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever podcast platforms. And if you go to the description box, you will be able to actually find a link that is hosted by Anchor to send us a voice message. So there are a couple ways, easy ways for you to send us voice messages. So for those who would like to um, show your support, I would like to hear from you too. So thank you so much, Leslie, for sending us this voice message. Welcome to Proudly Asian, a podcast series that tells bold and proud stories of Asians by Asians. I'm Isabel Wong, a financial journalist who wants to uncover the many Asian stories around us that are waiting to be told. There's never just one way to look at Asians. This podcast will take you through a deep dive into the life stories, struggles and triumphs of young Asians around the world. Hey everyone, thank you for listening to Proudly Asian again. I hope everyone had a great summer holiday as the year-end approaches, which means um, it's going to be peak season for some of you who are working and it's going to be the start of another academic year for those who are studying. So good luck for the year ahead. Um, So today I thought it would be a good idea for us to sit down again since it's been a while for me to give you some updates about Proudly Asian what we've been up to and you know just have a chat so I don't know how structured this chat is going to turn out because basically I just thought it would be a good idea for us to just sit down and talk about some of the moments that I I thought might be worth talking about and it's always good to sit down and have a reflective moment um, about the episodes that we've done for season two so far. So this chat or this episode might turn out to be a little bit fragmented because while I have taken down some notes um, in the sense of what I would like to talk about for this episode, I might have some random ideas popping up um, from time to time. So I hope you like this format and maybe I'll try to do this a little bit more regularly if you like it. So let me know. So 
What happened with Proudly Asian regarding the past few months? I mean, I would say a lot actually happened. One thing that we did or we planned for season two was Proudly Asian Food Month, which was um, a limited series of episodes where we had conversations with um, Asian chefs and food entrepreneurs who might be running their own um, food business or restaurants from around the world to talk about some of the um, most underrepresented Asian cuisines or techniques or cooking methods. Um, I thought it would be nice for our listeners and even myself to learn about the heritage, the cultures of these Asian cuisines that are rarely talked about um, in mainstream media. And to learn a little bit more about the biases that people have around these cultures as well. So I would say it was a pretty interesting limited series. And I know a lot of you actually liked it in the sense of um, seeing your own cuisines or some of your favorite dishes that you might have a hard time trying to get your friends who don't know much about um, your own heritage and culture to try out. I mean, for, for those who actually grew up outside Asia, we would... I think many of us would have had moments when we would get towed by people who don't understand um, Asian foods that, for example, like our food is weird to them and they might have reactions where it sounds like, ew, like you eat that, um, it looks terrible, but... Yeah, those aren't really good moments. So, I mean, I was also hoping to do this Proudly Asian Food Month series to hopefully bring awareness to that and um, hopefully let people know that sometimes it's not so nice to actually hate on other people's food or even make negative comments about what people eat on a daily basis. So, um, yeah, I've been getting some photos through the Proudly Asian Food Month hashtags and I've been getting a lot of messages of people thanking us um, for highlighting their cuisines. And I also used the Proudly Asian Food Month as an excuse. For those of you who follow us on IG, you would know that I spent a month in California. So um, during my time in California, I also used the Proudly Asian Food Month as an excuse to um, sample many different Asian cuisines and food and also um, go back to some of the restaurants that I have missed in California because I haven't really flown out for almost three years. So there are quite a few restaurants that I was really craving, especially um, a pho restaurant that's called First Double. And for those of you who have been listening to Proudly Asian for a while and who have been following us on IG, you would know that I couldn't stop talking about First Double. So it was nice to get my fix during my time in California. Regarding other updates about Proudly Asian, as some of you might know that last week we took a brief break because life has just been completely crazy since the last quarter of the year approaches. Um, It's about to begin. It hasn't even begun yet. And so, yeah, I mean, for myself, there have just been a lot of projects happening um, in my day job and all of them are really, really demanding. And if some of you have been talking to me, you would know that I have been absolutely slammed by the stuff that were coming my way in the past few weeks. But um, yeah, I'm actually wondering if life is also this demanding on your end during this period. Is it the same for everyone? I think I'm just asking this question just to make myself feel like I'm not alone. Or are there any um, uh, marketplaces 
businesses and industries where you guys aren't as slammed during the year-end period? Let me know. But one highlight um, just came in over the past week was that very thankfully Apple Podcasts featured Proudly Asian again and this time it's on their Hong Kong front page as a carousel feature so for those who actually use Apple Podcasts you would know that if you go to their front page or the browse tab which is where people go um, to discover different podcasts you would know at the top there's this sort of like a carousel of different banners that would show different podcast shows and yep proudly asian is featured in one of those banners which is essentially the most visible way for people to discover podcasts and proudly asians up there which means it would be a lot easier for people in the hong kong market to discover us and get to know about the mission and the stories that we tell in this podcast so i'm definitely very thankful for that and what's even more interesting is that proudly asians ranking in the hong kong market is or was, depending on when you listen to this episode, is or was above Anderson Cooper and Emma Chamberlain's podcasts, which was completely surreal to see our show appearing side by side with some of these top global podcasts. So it was definitely a highlight and I just feel so thankful um, for Apple Podcasts for featuring us again and also thank you to everyone for your kind words and support and just no words can describe just how grateful I am about having been connected with you guys one way or the other um, and even meeting some of you physically over the past few months. Now, the other update that is really interesting. So last month, I was um, actually told by our fellow podcaster, Ling Ji from the West Asian Podcast, about seeing Proudly Asian being shortlisted as a finalist of People's Choice Podcast Awards in the category of Best Asian Hosted Podcast. And for those who haven't heard about the People's Choice Podcast Awards, according to their website, let me look at my notes. Um, The People's Choice Podcast Awards is the longest-running premier podcast awards event in the podcasting space open to shows worldwide. Designed from the beginning to allow fans to show their appreciation by nominating their favourite participating shows, the final voting involves 20,000 listeners from a pool of 5.12 million and 500 podcasters around the world. So actually it came as a bit of a surprise because I know earlier some of you actually told me about this award and said Apparently, Asians should consider putting ourselves forward um, for this award. But I remember I did check it out briefly and realized it actually came with a submission fee, as with most awards, I think, really. Um, So I just thought to myself, oh, I would think about it. And obviously, I don't pay anything. And I also don't remember anyone stealing my credit card to pay for um, any submission fees whatsoever. So I just sort of forgot about it until... I got the message saying that, hey, we saw you um, shortlisted as a finalist for this award. And I remember I was in my quarantine hotel in Hong Kong after uh, coming back from California. And I saw that, yeah, I mean, Proudly Asian was shortlisted. And my first question was, 
how. But anyway, the results aren't in yet, and awards or not, I was just really amazed by how far we've come, and just want to say again, the connections that I share with you guys already feel like awards to me every day, and every time I hear from you guys, it is just a priceless moment in my book. So enough with the cheesy stuff. But for those of you who haven't followed us on Instagram, we do a lot of updates around the podcast as well as behind the scenes and just、um, random live updates over on Instagram. And、um, we just like using that platform to chat with you guys from time to time as well. So if you haven't followed us, please go ahead and follow us at proudly dot Asian、um, on Instagram, and we would like to see you there. Now, another update that I have is that recently we had the pleasure to meet with Roxanne from Asian Soup Podcast in Hong Kong because she was visiting for a friend's birthday. It was such a lovely chat with Rox、um, about. How she produces her podcast with Jules、um, in Australia, and also, you know, just just different life topics.、Um, for for those of you who don't know much about Asian Soup Podcast,、um, it's this really lovely、um, podcast show hosted by Rocks and Jules from Australia, and they basically talk about a lot of different life topics、um, that could be quite. Relatable, and if you ever feel like、um, listening to any heartwarming conversations between two best friends, then I would definitely recommend you、um, listening to that show. And when Rox was in Hong Kong, we, we spent a few hours、um, having afternoon tea, and the hours that I spent with her just flew by because we had so much to talk about. Like we talked about living in Hong Kong,、um, the culture here, because we both lived. And live here. I mean, I currently still live here, and what Australia is really like. Because I have no idea. I just kept telling her how it's weird to imagine that Christmas is actually summer in Australia.、Um, I mean, predictable, but、um, still, I talked to her that, and、um, just basically podcasting in general. And I remember she also recently got engaged.、Um, so I just asked about her proposal story, and I think the ladies. Recently, put out a really lovely episode about Rock's proposal stories and and what they both want、um, in life in the sense of marriage. The key message from that episode was really lovely. It's about you can basically want whatever you want.、Um, it's okay, like if you don't want something that. People usually would want, and、um, I remember we were just talking about our our ideal weddings, and I was telling her about how,、um, to be honest, I'm not a fan of big wedding parties. So I think if I'm ever going to do a wedding at all, is going to be something that. Would be like an elopement wedding,、um, which is kind of like a wedding ceremony,、um, just you and your partner,、um, no guests, and yeah, it's just you two enjoying the moment. The moment is all yours. And I was just basically saying, it just feels like a lot of pressure having to 
um, think of everyone else. You know, like for example, family members, um, friends, whether or not they are having a good time during your wedding, and then you just sort of forget to enjoy yourself or forget to, you know, really appreciate the little details during your wedding. For example, your dress, your partner, everything else. Right. So I just feel like. Big wedding parties of um, over a hundred fifty guests wouldn't be something for me, and I think I just want to share this moment with my partner. And I think maybe if I talked about this, let's say ten years ago, with my, um, I guess they would still find it quite controversial at the moment. But with my family members, they would think I I would be crazy because they would,、um, you know, Asian families, right? Um, they normally would expect a big wedding party, but yeah. At this point, I guess I'm comfortable with、um, this is what I want, and I hope that yeah they would support my decision. And at the end of the day,、um, for those who are listening right now, just、um, feel proud about what you really want. I think this is one key theme with a lot of our guests on Proudly Asian, as well as my conversations with our friends who are from Asia or Asian. Yeah, because like in my conversations with our guests on Proudly Asian, and also my friends, we we would always talk about the theme of being afraid of telling people what we want, especially with our family members, with our parents. But I do feel like we now live in a time where I think people are a little bit more open. Minded about、um, respecting people's choices, so yeah, I mean, it's okay. Just want what you want,、um, go for what you want,、um, and even if it means your life choice is not the most popular life choice. But yeah, that was、um, the key takeaway of my chat with Rocks, which is lovely, and I I hope I'll be able to meet the two ladies together, maybe in Australia or somewhere at some point. Um, and then, in terms of meeting people, I also had the privilege of being able to meet a few of you at a physical event that I attended in Hong Kong. It was such a magical moment putting faces to the people that I've been talking to over on IG or over different social media platforms on Proudly Asian. And I still remember.、Um, I'm not as extroverted as some of you would <laughs> expect, so I still remember seeing、um, some of these girls、um, as they walked into the event. They they weren't walking together.、Um, I mean, just、um, one after the other.、Um, but I just saw some really familiar faces at this event that I was at, and then I was like, oh. That person looks very familiar. Could she be the listener that I've been talking to on social media? And initially, I was not sure if I should say hi because I still felt a little, you know, I was not sure if I should go for it. But I'm so glad I I did because、um, I said hi to some of you, and、um, yeah, we just had. A really great chat, and the first reaction was like, "Oh wow, you are proudly Asian!" And then I'm like, "Yeah, I'm proudly Asian." So yeah, it was great, and I look forward to meeting with、um, more of you、um, wherever we are. You know, either in Hong Kong or wherever we are going to be. As <laughs> some of you might know,、um, Hong Kong recently just. Ended hotel quarantine, which means it will be a lot easier for people who live in Hong Kong to travel the world, or even for people to travel to Hong Kong. So, if any of you are planning to travel to Hong Kong, um, don't forget to say hi. I would like to meet you, um, whenever you're here, or I'll let you guys know wherever I will be next. <laughs> And as 
Yes, I mentioned earlier I spent a month in California back in July, right? And um, it was actually really nice getting out of Hong Kong because um, we I was basically stuck in the same city for almost three years. I'm not going to walk you through the specifics in the sense of how we made this happen because it involved a lot of um, browsing and calling day and night just to secure our quarantine hotel slot um, because I think most people had the same idea they wanted to get out during summer holiday and for the August period when people were supposed to come back quarantine hotels were just really fully booked and it was such a difficult process for us because we just couldn't really relax until we had our quarantine hotel slot booked um, and we actually booked our air tickets before we even booked our quarantine hotel so it means there was a slight chance if we didn't get our quarantine hotel booked it would mean that it would be quite difficult for us to come back to Hong Kong. Anyway, it was nice getting out, breathing some fresher air and, you know, seeing familiar faces, eating food that we've been craving for a while. And it's just nice to be reminded that there is still a whole world out there for us to see, to explore, to develop new ways of thinking. So I absolutely enjoyed it. But one interesting incident actually happened during my time in California. So we were hanging out at this shopping mall after lunch. Um, I went into this shop. I'm not going to name names because um, it has nothing to do with the brand itself. And I was just trying on clothes at the fitting room. And I asked this um, sales associate, um, just for context, um, she appears to be an African-American lady. Um, I was asking her about some sizing for clothes that I was trying on. And all of a sudden, um, she asked, where are you from? I love your accent. And after I told her um, where I was from, and she was just, she started asking like, have you been to London? How are African boys in London? And that question was so odd, actually. It really got me off guard. I had no idea how to answer her. And, well, before I, I could even answer that properly, she was already, you know, onto like asking, are you from China? So now she asked that despite what I told her. And I could feel my soul basically left my body right that moment. And I just wanted to be left alone already. And I was so, so done with the conversation. Um, I was just like, oh God, like wasn't ready for this. But yeah, she continued by saying, I could just spend a little bit of time in London and get your accent, right? Um, <sighs> and she also tried to fish for the origins of my parents and I don't know why I continue to answer her but I just quickly mentioned something about my mum having Hong Kong connections and that's when she went all like I knew it I knew it and of all the places it happened to me in California the worst and most awkward exchange I've had in years about my identity so um yeah, it just really got me thinking, right? If it's not okay for anyone to walk up to someone who appears to be an African-American and ask, are you from Africa? Then what makes it okay for someone to come up to an ethnically Chinese person and go like, you must be from China. So... 
Apparently, Asian friends, unfortunately, we still have quite a bit of work to be done to help people understand the world that um, it is really a truly globalized place. And our ancestors and many people's ancestors basically did a lot of moving around back then, um, like migration because of colonization and wars. So it is totally normal for an Asian to be able to speak native English and have a non-Asian accent. But somehow we still get asked weird questions left, right and centre. So yeah, it was a bit weird. And to be honest, my idea when starting Proudly Asian was never about creating a platform just for Asians to celebrate each other. Despite this is a big part of it. And I absolutely enjoy the energy, the vibes that we share, the mission that we share um, with people whom I have come across um, since starting Proudly Asian. But um, I also want to welcome anyone who does not have any Asian origins or connections to join in on this conversation. Because, for example, I don't need to be Filipino to try to understand and learn the Filipino heritage and use what I learned to advocate and champion for a culture that is not mine. So at this current age, with so much information and content available, openly declaring that you don't want to learn about other people's culture or you know absolutely nothing about other countries because you don't share the same ethnicity is just a terrible, terrible excuse. And let's say with the movement of Black Lives Matter, to be honest, it's not just the fight of the black community in America. And nothing is stopping anyone who is not black to fight this fight against racism and discrimination against the black community. Because what Black Lives Matter stands for is essentially fighting against centuries of systemic discrimination and racism um, against just anyone. And I I don't think it makes sense for us to segment um, this fight against racism and and then be like, oh, this is your fight, this is my fight, this is someone else's fight, and okay, you all go off and, you know, fight for your segment or fight for, you know, your part. Um, no, I don't think it works that way because racism is such a huge, huge fundamental um, societal problem that I don't think essentially segmenting this fight is practical and we could always use the concept of it's always stronger together. When people just come together, it, it regardless of their ethnicity, where they are from, what language they speak, and they are just doing what's right. And vice versa. Stop Asian hate is not just an Asian fight. It's not something that only matters to Asian. It's not something like, oh, I'm not Asian, so this has nothing to do with me. And stories about Asians should not be cornered or labelled as stories that only Asians need to know. So these are stories about real people that you and I come across on a daily basis, regardless of ethnicity. We could be dealing with similar problems and issues in life. I mean, Asian parents aren't the only immigrants on this earth. Almost all parents of white Americans are also immigrants from Europe too. So, and essentially only Native Americans can be called true Americans from America. So 
what I'm trying to say is having immigrant parents is not something that only Asians ever experience in this in this world. And we also go through similar life struggles. So this is when I also don't find it uh, making any sense at all that people would always label this as a very Asian thing and that only Asians should know about because if I'm not Asian I shouldn't spend the time to understand your issues um, I just don't really understand that thinking but um, for our listeners who are listening to this part um, what are your thoughts on this send me a DM and, and let me know what you think about this or, or if there's another way of looking at this because it's so interesting and this is Definitely a continuous conversation that I have with a lot of people and a lot of our guests um, as we continue working on Proudly Asian. So yeah, I mean, a lot of topics that we cover on Proudly Asian, um, like immigrant parents, not an Asian thing. Um, Racism, not an Asian thing also. LGBTQ, Obviously not an Asian thing. Career transitions. We talk about that a lot on Proudly Asian as well. Unless other races only stick to one job and one industry until the day that they die. Um, Otherwise, I guess it's safe to assume that career transitions is also not an Asian thing exclusively. So this is definitely um, the key message that I would like to bring out through doing Proudly Asian you really, really don't have to be Asian to understand um, the problems, common problems, um, struggles, and even achievements of the Asian community around the world. But unfortunately, so many people don't know that. And um, many of them would just assume also, I mean, this is a completely different issue um, that I'm highlighting right now. But so many people don't know that Asian isn't just one group. And racism and discrimination also exist among different ethnic groups, among Asians within and outside Asia as well. So um, discrimination and racism against Asians um, is not something that that's just like um, non-Asians versus Asians because there's still quite a bit of um, racism existing between Asians. So this is also something that we recently highlighted in a recent episode in season two where we talked to a Hong Kong professor about the racism that exists in Hong Kong where ethnic minorities, um, for example, the Filipino group, uh, South Asians um, in Hong Kong definitely are not getting the respect that they deserve. So the main point is not to become an expert of all Asian cultures or any culture out there at all for our listeners. Um, it is the awareness of history and cultural nuances that inform the way um, you understand the world that you live in um, and how you frame your questions for people that you meet for the first time. Even they come from a place that you know absolutely nothing about. So you don't offend people unintentionally or just don't ask some questions that are plain stupid that we have highlighted during our regular Rapid Bias segment. So yeah, um, moving on 
we are not closing the season anytime soon yet. Um, we would still like to maintain the momentum and continue running season two. So um, if you have any topics or anyone that you would like to hear from, feel free to let us know. We always welcome any suggestions and ideas. Um, and previously, we've been curating guests that show the amazing achievements um, of different Asian professionals and entrepreneurs who are making the world a better place with the work that they do. But another direction that I would like to take um, for Proudly Asian in our upcoming episodes, um, I, I hope I would be able to, to do that, is that I would like to go a little bit more vulnerable and personal in the sense of um, struggles that we deal with as Asians or just adults. Um, I definitely think someone's value does not come from um, the achievements only or their career success. What's worth celebrating even more is the personal growth, how we overcome a bad day, a bad challenge, um, and the small victories in our daily lives. So those are some of the conversations that I would like to have with our upcoming guests um, on Proudly Asian on top of what we have been talking about on the show already. And we're also looking for ways to, um, for our listeners who like our show to support us. Um, so we're looking for some additional ways because you guys have been asking. So for those who don't know, we actually have a donation page set up since we launched the show. But we haven't really asked anyone to donate through the page because mainly we would like to, um, in the initial launch stage, we wanted to focus on producing quality content and you know, creating meaningful connections and engagements with you guys um, over on social media. So we didn't really ask any of you to, you know, to donate. Um, so I'll be sharing the link to our Kofi page for those who feel like sponsoring a few cups of my morning coffee after my late nights working on Proudly Asian. It is a platform that is simpler than Patreon, um, where supporters of content creators can just go on their favorite creators Kofi page to show their appreciation by giving donations or as the platform would call um, buying them a cup of um, or a few cups of coffee. As many of you know that producing weekly content is really not easy, especially when you're juggling a day job. So for those who feel like sponsoring or buying me a few cups of uh, morning coffee after me spending late nights working on Proudly Asian, um, there is a way for you to buy me a coffee, even though um, you're not physically in Hong Kong. But for those who just want to continue listening and um, who don't feel like buying me a coffee, um, no pressure at all. No pressure. Um, you know, either way, I cherish our connections. I am really thankful that you guys are tuning in regularly. I'm only mentioning this because some of you have been asking me if I have any plans setting up Patreon page um, for Proudly Asian, but um, I did look at it um, when we first started Proudly Asian and I just concluded that would be a bit too much work um, for what we currently have. So, um, but then you guys did ask 
ask if I have any plans monetizing um, Proudly Asian or adding a few additional ways for our listeners to show their appreciation in the form of maybe caffeine or um, in, you know, in the form of some donation payments. So um, here it is. Um, we have our Kofi page. And for those who feel like um, sponsoring a few cups of my morning coffee um, in the months ahead, um, feel free to go on um, the Kofi link, which is going to be included in the description box of this episode. And also, um, it will be available on our official website, proudly-asian.com. If you look into the top banner, you will see the button of, um, that says support us. And that will lead you to our Kofi page as well. But yes, in the next segment... I would like to show you something that I've never done before, which is interviewing a mini Asian, in fact, an 11-year-old kid. Um, when I was in California, it was so nice to be able to see our nephew after so long. And I was actually, before making the trip to California, I was getting a little bit worried that because of the pandemic, I wouldn't be able to see him until he became a teenager. So thankfully, we managed to see him while he was still a little boy. And also, I managed to get him to record a mini segment with me on the condition that I would play video games with him. So when we were recording the segment, we were essentially playing a video game. And I was really trying to get him to answer some of my questions, for example, what it means to be proudly Asian. I don't actually remember the entire conversation because it was recorded a little while ago but I have decided that I would like to share this mini segment with you all as just a fun segment and if the conversation inspires um, you guys in any way at all um, it will be great but I just basically hope that you guys will enjoy this fun little segment with our 11 year old nephew who is an Asian American himself and um, I think if proudly Asian continues running maybe it will be great to get him um, back on the show let's say 10 or 15 years later maybe he will have different answers for us We're recording this very, very special episode with a very special guest. And um, with that, we are going to do our first ever proudly mini Asian interview segment with our most adorable, most wonderful, cutest... <laughs> and he's running away now. <laughs> Nephew, Lasaya. <laughs> Hi. So for those who are wondering um, why he agreed to talk to me is because we made a deal. Um, the deal is basically about like if I play Super Mario 3D World with him while recording this episode, he would talk to us. That's the deal, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so currently I'm actually playing this game, which I completely suck at. I keep dying every other minute. <laughs> How can I get better at it, Lasaya? By getting better at it? I don't even know where I am. <laughs> You're probably dead, something like that. How did you get so good at this? You just got this game. I have my own ways. What are your own ways? I can't touch you. Spill the secret. No. I'm not spilling the beak. 
that. Do you have any advice for those who are looking to play、um, Super Mario 3D World for the kids out there? If they want to play this, do you have any tips for them? Get good. <laughs> <laughs> But、um, I do have a question for you.、Um, for everyone who comes on the podcast, I do ask them this question, which is, "Who are you?" Somebody. And what are you? Somebody. Are you a little bit Filipino? Somebody. Are you a little bit Korean? <laughs> Maybe. Are you American? Should be. Should be. <laughs> so yeah,、um, for those who would like to know more, a little bit more about Lasaya, he is、um, half Filipino, half Korean, and. Full American, is that right? Should be. <laughs> And where did you grow up? California. California. So, what did you do as a kid in California? Did you play video games? Yeah. Oh, we just lost. What are some of your favorite video games, Lasan? Animal Crossing. Yeah. Is it one of them? Yes, it is. Oh no, I got head. Kevin, who's your favorite villager on Animal Crossing? Oh, question block. Is that you? Yeah. Did you turn into a pink cannon? Yes. How? But you just bombed me. We were supposed to be a team, no? I can't control this. Big mushroom. Big mushroom. Oh no! Wait, oh、mushroom. god! I died. There's a big mushroom. I jumped off the ship. Hurry! Hurry! Oh, okay, okay. Get it! Get it! Get I'm it. coming! I'm coming! Yeah! Go, go. Go. Oh my god! I'm invincible! Oh my、let's、god! Go. I'm gigantic! I'm a gigantic mushroom that could go against. Ah!、Uh, ah!、Uh, I just jumped、you're、off.、Dead. Oh no! Oh! I became small again. <gasps> Saved your life. Thank you. Oh, Captain Toad. Where did I go? This game just moves so fast that I have no idea where I am most of the time. Oh, I just killed that yesterday. Do I、oh. jump into the portal? Oh, this is a boob boom, right? Or is this? Oh, it's her. Is this the boss? That's the boss. He's pretty easy. How do you fight the boss? The one with the pink. The one with the pink. Uh oh. You just jump on her. She's a ninja. Yes. She's a pink ninja. Oh, see, look at that. So easy. Yeah. And you grew up in California, right? Yes. When did you move to Oklahoma? How do you know about this? <laughs> Stranger danger of telepathy. Stranger danger. So, at some point, you moved to Oklahoma. Yes. How old were you when you moved there? I when, forgot. Were you ten? I forgot. Something like that, right? Okay. How's Oklahoma? How would you describe the place for those who who have never been to Oklahoma? Flat, flat. What do people do for fun there? <laughs> What do you do for fun there? Video games. Yeah. What have you been playing these days? No comment. <laughs> And I know that you have a lot of stuffed animals, right, Lasaya? Whoa. Okay, we are just witnessing a very. Monumental moment in this game, which I have no idea what that is. Apparently, this what is this? It's kind of like a piratey circus thingy that popped up. I'm pretty sure this is a boss. This is a world three B. I don't know、boss. if I am. 
I don't know if if I'm ready B, to. B means boss. I'm pretty sure. Okay, okay, that's a good tip for those who are playing Mario 3D World. Right. <laughs> oh, oh no! Yeah. I just hit the bell and Go I just jumped it. off. I am um, so bad at this. I can't multitask. <laughs> so I heard you have um a lot of stuffed animals. Uh huh. Which which ones are your favorite? The ones that are my favorite. Mm-hmm. The ones that are my favorite. Yeah, hello. Oh my god! You should you should describe. Yeah, the ones that are my favorite. Those were that's how I'm describing it. This <laughs> is my favorite. <laughs> and okay, so for your favorite stuffed animals, if um they could talk, what do you think they would say? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I still don't know how to defeat the boss. You're a dying. Stop a dying. Stop dying. Okay. Here, take this cat bell. Thank you. Wing, wing. Uh oh. So, what's your favorite food? Good question. I don't know. Do you like Asian food? It depends. Like what kinds of Asian food? Do you like noodles? Do you like soup? Good question. I don't know. I heard you might enjoy a Filipino dish that's called sinigang. Do you like it? Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Whose sinigang is the best? Your grandma's or your mum's? <laughs> yeah, your mum's mom. sinigang. Yeah. What does she cook? Like, is it like salmon or shrimp or meat sinigang? Meat, meat sinigang. Yeah. Do you eat your sinigang with rice? Yes. <laughs> For those who are curious, sinigang is a Filipino soup dish. That's pretty um, good. That's pretty good. Yeah, I mean that's accurate. And the the way that it tastes is sort of like a bit sour, right? Depending on which which type of sinigang. Yeah. yeah. And uh, normally people would recommend eating with rice. Like basically, you mix some sinigang, um, or like pour it over rice, and you just eat it. And it has this like really flavorful, <gasps> soft texture, which is coming from the rice. Um, that's very gentle on the stomach, and it's a uh, sort of like an everyday food. It could be an everyday food, right? Could be. I would recommend. <laughs> really? Why? <laughs> you're gonna, you're just gonna get, you know, not gonna really taste as good. The like the fourth, fifth time. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> so it can't do every day. Not every day. Sinigang. Okay. Why do I feel like I've seen this before? Bells. Oh, nice. And other than Sinigang, are there any other food items that, that make you happy? Hmm. Oh, no. There are so many bad guys. Those are ants. These mm. things don't. These things can't hurt, but they usually won't. Oh, no. Oh, I lost my cat suit. <laughs> Take it this way. Oh, thank you. He's always rescuing me, saving me, and giving me all these cool items, which I lose when I die. You crawled to the top, right? Yeah. Okay, back to food that makes you happy. What else makes you happy? Dessert. What kind of dessert? Chocolate cake? I actually don't know. Or Filipino dessert. Do you like ube? No, carpet. (laughs) And what's your favorite drink? I would say Sprite. Mm. Why? Do we just go to the top? Yes. But how can we keep on falling? 
You have a certain time on how oh, long on crawling? Can, yeah. You can't just go on forever. Okay. So you have to this way, here, and oh, here. Oh, no. I fell again. <laughs> oh, it's always facing on you. It's not facing on me. So you can just go up here where I already am. Whoa. You just did a thing. What other questions can I ask you? Which question is the best question? <laughs> you want the best question? Are you going to give me the best answer? No. <laughs> then, what, then why should I ask you the best question? Because since you want a question? Who's your favorite person? Person? Mm. Sure. No, no, it's facing me. And not... You want us to say you? No, it's facing me. Mm. Who's your favorite person? My mom. Nice. What's your? How would you describe your mummy? Awesome. Awesome. Yay. That's nice. Go, go, go. What's the favorite thing? Sonic Speed. We okay. haven't got past this. All right, all right. Okay, 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 okay. I'm, I'm catching up. Okay. I don't work well under pressure. <laughs> I can see that. Get up here! You know what? You just stay in a bubble. You. I'm definitely a free rider here because because Lazar just said if I stay dead, it will be easier for him to pass this round. Yes, it will. You're so good at every game, Lazar. Not every game. What are the games that you aren't good at? I don't know. Probably haven't played them yet. Boom! One more day over here. So you're essentially saying you are actually good at every game that you've played so far. <laughs> Most games, not every game. Nice. Can you get something out of this cactus? No. You're supposed to jump on these big ants. Just keep on ju jumping on them. <laughs> Thank you, ants of kindness. Let's uh, go down. Do you not have a cat suit? No. <laughs> so oh. sorry. All your cat suits were wasted on me. Oh, cat suit. Oh, there you go. Nice. So you talked about your favorite person being your mom. Yes. What are your favorite memories with your mommy? And what are your favorite things to do with her? Do things. Mm. The usual. Mm, like what? Doing things. Like what? The usual. What are the usual? Doing things. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and... What are the favorite places that you... I'm an ant. I'm an ant. You say something? Your favorite places. It's going to be tough, but we could do it. <laughs> favorite places. Favorite places? Come on. My favorite places. Mm. I don't know. Will it be the most magical place in the world? Let's go. I should go first. Oops. Is your favorite place the most magical place in the world? Maybe. Or Which also is... the blockiest place. What in is the it? Land. Minecraft? <laughs> Where? Legoland. Legoland. The... Okay. Why? Because Lego. Have you been to Legoland? You have, right? Yes. That's nice. I haven't Jumped been. On an ant. Yeah, I will. Another question. Uh-huh. What's your dream? I don't know. I never thought about it. What do you want to do when you grow up? Never thought about it. Like any... Never thought about it. Any random ideas? 
Okay, another question is, what's happiness like? Happiness is like happiness. That's how. <laughs> okay, what do we do here? Yeah, stay back. <laughs> Him telling me stay back is basically like Aunt Isabel, you suck. Just don't do anything. Don't no, die. But the parrot plant. <laughs> oh, oh nice. Uh, did I get that? Okay, okay. Here we go. Okay, go back. It's like, let him do all the killings. And I also have a question that I ask everyone. You can tell me whatever you think. What do you think proudly Asian means? Like, if you are proudly Asian, what does it mean? It means things. Huh? It means things. It means what? Things. Things. Yeah. What are the things? Everything. So, being proudly Asian is everything. Basically, cool. Good oh, to- actually, I have one more question. What? Before we say goodbye, is that something that you want to say? Anything that you could say to everyone who is listening? Nice. Okay. All right. With that, shall we say goodbye to everyone? Thank you so much, Lasara, for joining us for this episode, and thanks everyone for listening. Let's say goodbye. One, two, three. See ya. See ya. Welcome back. I hope you guys enjoyed the proudly mini Asian segment. And if you like that, maybe I'll see if I could try to do more of that. If your kids um, feel like speaking on proudly Asian, let me know. I always welcome that idea. But that's all for this episode. As usual, thank you so much for listening. One important reminder is that I would like to invite all of you who like proudly Asian to leave us a five star review on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. For Apple Podcasts users, especially um, after leaving a five star review, maybe if you have time, if you have like ten to fifteen seconds. Write us a review. Let us know what you think of the show because that would definitely help people discover our show more easily. And most importantly, I would just really like to hear from you guys and and see you know what are some of the feedback that you have about proudly Asian as well. Again. You can support us by buying a few cups of coffee through our Kofi page that is going to be included in the description box of this episode. You can also find the link on our website proudly-asian.com and then click the support us button that's shown at the top of the website. If you prefer finding the link through Instagram, you can also find it in our link in bio. But yes, that's it for. This episode,、um, as usual, feel free to reach out to us, and we would love to hear more from you guys. And for those who don't like texting,、um, you definitely have the option of sending us a voice message, either through the anchor link that we feature in our description box, or you can just simply send us an audio message over on IG, with the chance of being featured on one of the upcoming proudly Asian episodes. But Yeah. Take care, everyone, and I will see you. Speak to you next week. Bye. 
That's it for this episode of Proudly Asian. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at proudly.asian for more content. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. Leave us a five-star review on wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in and signing off for now. I'm Isabel Wong. Just, 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 just.